0: Oh. Uh-huh.
1: Quest Nation, thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go. consume the furnace of my spirit and keep me lit for the race I declare that I have eyes to see I have ears to hear I have a heart that's willing my will is yours your kingdom come your will be done on earth through earth as it is in heaven turn over the enemy's camp for us Release the sons and daughters. Equip the church to advance, not retreat. Restore what has been stolen. Pour out all that is new and preserve and repurpose the remnants. Fill this temple with your exuberant, luscious, creative, all-powerful, majestic, bountiful, limitless, opulent glory. Lord, we are ready for the rain. I declare that I am good ground, I have ears to hear, speak Lord, I have a ready heart, so Lord, my will is bent towards your will, so I say lead me Lord, I'm the student, teach me Holy Spirit, I'm the clay, mold me Heavenly Father, in Jesus name, amen. Give your neighbor a high five as you are taking your seat and say, it's good to be next to me. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I receive it too. There's words everywhere. There's words everywhere. Can we give it up for our streaming audience right this moment? Oh, that was horrible. We'll we'll give you a better one. We'll give you a better one. We'll give you a better one. Hallelujah. And he never will, and he never will. All right. So we just real spread out tonight. All right. I I feel you, everybody in their seats. Amen. Amen. Come on, write it down. The gospel is priority mail. Come and start preaching. I'm not going to wait for y'all. The gospel is priority mail. Come on, write it down. The gospel is priority. It's good when you speak, you write it on your heart, but I want you to write it on your your phone or whatever. The gospel is priority, mail. Come on, we starting a little early with the word because we got a lot of word to give you tonight. And that's why we started off, if you didn't catch it, we started off declaring that we are good ground. See, in this house, you got to be A high-capacity listener, because there is high-frequency words being spoken. Hallelujah. The gospel is priority mail, priority mail. You know how quick we are to open up messy mail. You ever somebody be like, I got something to tell you, and you know when you're nosy, but you know if you're a messy, nosy person, you know it, because you, you are like, tell me. And then, they, and then that, that person ever tell you, nah, I'm going to tell you later. And here's how you know. You say, why are you going to do that to me? <laughs> now, what are they doing to you? But you're just telling yourself you're messy, and when somebody withholds information from you, it tears you to pieces. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you used to be messy, but tonight you're going to get delivered. Come on, tell them. Come on. Come on. The gospel is, and also tell your neighbor tonight, you got to eat for yourself. You can't eat off my plate. All right, so shout this out with me. The gospel is priority mail. The is priority mail. All right, so simply, what is, what is priority mail? Talk to me. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> Don't second guess yourself. She said it's important. It's important. It costs more money. Huh? It's expedited. It's urgent. Yeah, the gospel. The gospel is priority mail. Come on, keep keep coming. See how you look like you want to say something. Oh, you eat, you got your chopsticks. All right, got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. She eating. She eating. That's all right. That's all right. All right. So the gospel is priority mail. It is should it should be. The most urgent message you share. Every day you should be looking to brag on God. Every day you should be looking to share the good news. Now you're going to have to give me like 10 on 15 off with the heater. I I get it. Now if y'all cold. Now now let me tell you. My wife love you guys. I love you guys more than she love y'all. Okay. But she's always like, babe, people be really cold. and But she understands the heat comes straight down on me. So um, unless y'all want me up in here with some uh, Lululemon, uh, little Speedos and a tank top preaching, then we're going to have to share the off and on. Hallelujah. All right. So y'all 15 is over because the heater been on for a while. So we're going to start off... Um, Yeah, so the gospel has to be priority mail. Last week, I shared with you, we're going to talk a little bit about um, communication. Um, Hopefully, I get some time to get to, you know, Jesus at the well. I will make sure I get there. But I also want to open up a little bit. So to set up our understanding that we are in the harvest, we are laboring together with the Lord. You guys got that. You are not alone in the harvest field. Okay. Come on. Say, I am a co-laborer with Christ Jesus. Come on. He's in it with me. Come on. He said, go make disciples, right? And he said, lo, I will be with you. What? Always. Always. What does lo mean? Nobody know what "low" mean, right? It's like "low." Listen up. Hey, what's up? Feel me? That's what he said. Feel me? I'm gonna be with y'all always. Come on, say "always." always. Now, what does "always" mean? Always. Pretty simple. This this part is smart. This kind, con- this table, Deborah, your table smart. But this, the back of the class, this continuation school back here, for sure. Look at Grace, though. That's how Grace would be. I don't know about these heathens, but I'm smart. Grace will snitch on you in school if you you ask for her homework. All right. Hallelujah. One more time for this class back here. What does always mean? Always. Okay. That's the hood class. That's the portables over there for sure. (laughs) I don't know what the portables mean here in Canada, but I know what they mean where I'm from. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right. He's with us always, so there is no reason for us to fear. We could be nervous. Fear can knock at the door. We can be uncomfortable, but we have to take fear out of the execution. Okay? It, it, look, fear is going to always be a part. It's feel. We have feelings. Thank God that we can feel fear, but we aren't to live by fear, but we need to feel it. Okay? If a big old truck about to hit you and you turn around and somebody snatched you and you was about to lose your life, let me tell you what you're going to feel. It ain't gonna be the joy of the Lord right away, right? Some fear. Fear is a, fear is fear is a gift in this. As far as the being able to uh, know to, um, uh, uh, um, uh to sense, or it, it's a signal. It cannot be what you. It can't be a dictator. Fear can't. We walk by faith and not by sight and feelings. Feelings cannot be. A dictator, okay So before we get to these slides, keep it on word up, there's three things where I feel three ingredients of that we have to be or three ingredients to prophetic language. Great okay, there's three, three ingredients. To prophetic language what what makes up prophetic language what we have to do more I'm gonna try to s- simplify because most people think prophetic language is foretelling and all no no, no 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 every single believer should prophesy okay but that does not mean every believer should be foretelling and having words of wisdom and words of knowledge and that. simple number one speak life speak life Come on, shout it out. Speak life. life. Okay. Now, now now let's focus in. Let's let's take notes. Let now now, folks that take notes on their phone, I'ma challenge you tonight. When you get a notification, don't be notified. So go and turn them notifications off. Come on, give you you've been all day checking Instagram and all day, like it, let me tell you, you should not be easily accessible.
0: Every notification should not get your finger. All
1: right. How did the enemy comes to steal the word immediately? Can I help you? The enemy, biblically speaking, is the prince of the air. So when it comes to airwaves, if he can use these things to get your attention, to get something to go over your head, or you get a word, but then you don't digest the word, right? Stay in it. Stay in it. Stay in it. Stay in it, okay? Number one is speak life. Number two, speak love. Speak love. Speak love. Speak love. Speak love. Number one, speak life. Number two, speak love. Number one is what? Number two is what? And number three is speak truth. Okay, if you're prophesying anything from the kingdom, it is always truth, period. So number one is what? Number two, speak. Number three, number three, number two, number one. Now say it to yourself. Number one, number two, number three, speak truth. Tonight, um, we're going to start the cost of talk, the cost of talk, the language of a soul winner, right? In the beginning, I kind of want to talk about, I want us to see how we are connected, okay? And I want to point out, you know, this is more of a Sunday message, uh, but he, he made us in his image. And for him to come to earth, he did not come in the image of an animal He did not come in the image of an angel. What does that say about you? He didn't make angels in his image. (laughs) So he made us in his image. Then the Bible says, and the word became us. Why did the word become us? Because there was no other creation in the earth that he could be like. So if he came to be like us, what does that say about us? Now, y'all don't even believe it. You don't even believe it. You don't really get like you, you're, not, you're not getting it, though. Like you're not getting like the, these are these are these are things that change your your life and your mind. Right. You you feel tickled when somebody come. Like if a kid walk, if, if somebody came in here dressed like you. You'd be, <laughs> right? you'd be like, wow, I'm such an influencer. Right, because someone is resembling something about you. And that's just an outfit. <laughs> Jesus made you in his image, like the real you, not, not the external you, the real you. And his likeness. And then he came into the earth and said, I am going to come into this world just like they did. I'm going to suffer just like they did. I'm going to eat like they did. I'm going to use it like they did. I'm going to talk like they did. I'm going to worship. I'm going to get baptized like them. I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost like them. I'm going to be hurt like them. I'm going to laugh like them. I'm going to dream like them. Like And then he came and he put on the body he made for us.
0: This is very important. And the word became us.
1: And he's like, I don't need to live that, that, that much longer. I just came to redeem y'all. Now keep going in the way I made you. He, it would not be fair for him to say, imitate me or put this same mind in you if he hadn't already gave it to us. You, you ever think sometimes, who am I really? I, I would make a lot of decisions differently if I actually really knew who I was. So the cost of talk. Why did I call it that? Because there's a saying out there, talk is cheap. Is it really?
0: Life and death is in the power of the talk. Every
1: word counts. Talk is very expensive. Talk has destroyed relationships. Talk has you where you are today, whether you like it or not. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth talks. The mouthpiece is a tool to communicate what's in my heart. God needs my mouth.
0: hallelujah unrelenting disappointment
1: leaves you heart sick but a sudden good break can turn life around but a sudden good break can turn life around unrelenting disappointment another translation says hope deferred makes the heart sick but a sudden good break can turn life around why am I, why, what does this have to do with anything? We're going to start with the problem in the world. Hope is deferred. When you, when you, if you find any problem in the world, you can lace it to hope has been deferred. Disappointment has taken root and it's producing fruit in your life. That's why you're ready to give up. You don't want to wait. Why don't you want to wait? Because hope has deferred. You've given up on the big plan, the big dreams, the healing. You've given up. So hope has been deferred. But a sudden good break, just a good break. Just Do you know the world is looking for just one good break? Have you ever been a place in your life where you just like, Lord, just, I take any break. Just give me one good break. Five-minute break. It don't matter. I just need a good break. Come on, shout out good break. good break. One more time, shout it out, good break. Good break. Here's, the, here's the thing, if you knew who you was, you would understand that you have been placed in this world to be the good break. Oh. I don't know, I, I'm a good break. See, when you understand this, when I walk, if, if I go through the drive through I don't care how many hours you've been working, I'm gonna be a good break. <laughs> how do you see yourself? Do people need a break from you or you are the break? You're the break. You're the distraction in the darkness. You're the light in the darkness. You're the salt in the bland. You bring flavor around. There's a break in stale when you walk in a room. Now, now let me tell you something. I know Love Quest is a break, okay? But sometimes folks don't want a break from the norm. Sometimes you're the break people didn't know they needed, so therefore you need to give them time to get used to the kind of break you supply. Instead of wanting to be a snack, <laughs> be a break. Not a snack break either. Some of y'all are like, I'm going to be a snack break. No. Just be a good break. Look at your neighbor and say, you a good break. If my heart is is connected to the word, then my language will connect people to the life of Christ. If my heart is connected to the word, then my language will connect people to the life of Christ. If my heart is connected to the word. Y'all need help. uh, I think he's looking for his Bible. You looking for your Bible, Noel, or something? All right. If my heart is connected to the word, then my language will connect people to the life of Christ. This is really good here. This is really good. If my heart is connected to the word, not just the written word, but Jesus, his life himself. If my heart is connected to the word, then my language. Now understand that's hecka quick. That's hecka quick. That was PJ, huh? Text did PJ text you? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Heck of quick. All right, it's all good. He that endures to the end shall be saved. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> if my heart is connected to the word, then my language will connect people to the life of Christ. Now, this is what we got to pay attention to. There's not just verbal language. There's also body language. If my heart is connected to the word, I'm not walking around like this. Want somebody to see me and say, what's going on? And then I say, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just,
0: God is good. You know, I'm just hanging on. If my heart is connected to
1: the word, then my language. If it's body language, then I, I, what my eyes are saying is body language. What my hands are doing is body language. Not just what's coming out of my mouth. How straight my back is. How wide my shoulders is. What my teeth doing. My body language. My fashion statement. My consistency, and, not, and when I look at my words, are my words in conflict with my body language? Because some of y'all saying God is good, but your body language don't look like you believe it. Your consistency don't look like you trust God. If my heart is connected to the word, then my language will connect people to the life of Christ. Hallelujah. John 15 says, I'm the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. He cuts off every branch of me, of me, of me. We are of him. And every branch that is grape-bearing, he prunes back so it will bear even more. So everybody gets pruned but not everybody let me let me change this let me let me be a little little just a tiny bit more biblical one group of people gets cut off another gets pruned back cut off is different than getting cut back if you're toxic guess what eventually you're gonna get cut off. Not every person that leaves the church is because something's wrong with the church. Sometimes God gives them a good reason to be cut off. And God don't mind you using his name. Well, I heard from the Lord, you know the Lord showed me a few signs. Here, here, here's where you need help. God's signs will never leave you offended. Hey, hey, God will never lead you to a sign by fault finding. Hallelujah, salvation and glory honor and power unto the Lord our God. For the Lord our God is mighty. Yes, the Lord our God is omnipotent. The Lord our God, he No microphone. Hope, oh, oh. right, all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sha, yeah. get out of here, out of here. Hey, turn the heater off. We just got warmed up. Come on, turn the heater off. That's all I was doing. Quick little. You should be warm now. Well, I'm hot. Yeah, turn that off, turn that off right now. One time, one time. Just one time. Just one time. Just for a second. I'm burning up. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta, sometime you gotta, you know, drink some water. And that's what you got to swallow the drink it down. So I just felt a spirit of offense coming in and we just had to get the devil up out of here. You know, the, the demons be trying to come in and get a seat. So it's some stuff that come off of my lips. I understand they activate, they activate combat, they activate. See, and this is what I'm saying. When you understand the power of your words, you, you, you got to be, you got to know how to use your ammo. You never seen a soldier like, or then you just walk out in the middle of nowhere and just be shooting. What's up? Come on, come on, shoot! No, they like hiding behind stuff. You know what I'm saying? And and what happens is you got to learn how to shoot. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You know what I'm saying? Because you you you're you're in this you're 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 under the shadow of the Almighty, so you got to learn how to shoot
0: and cover. body of Christ need
1: more risky speakers it's way too many timid communicators everything that come out of your mouth is safe and you ain't moving nothing hallelujah that was good this gonna be a good night this gonna be a real good night He says, so he says, so he says, Baron, uh, uh, Baron, yeah, we read that part. You already pruned back. You're already pruned back by the message I've spoken. I want you to see message and I want you to see spoken. What purges me and what purges you, especially if you let it, is the word of God. He says, you're pruned back by the words that have been spoken. I have a little thing that I wrote down and says, uh, 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 there's power in the spoken word, not merely the typed word. And some of y'all would much rather text somebody encouragement instead of picking up the phone and releasing the anointing out of your mouth. It don't read the same. Type me that word after you. I'd rather you send somebody a voice memo, but there's power in your tongue. Yeah. Say, so you already prone back by the message I have spoken. Live in me. Live in me. Make your home. Take your shoes off. Hang your coat up. Throw away the lease. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. This is so important. This is the secret sauce. Because he's not talking, he didn't say, you can't make money unless you with me. No, you can make money, just go to a job. Just go work. But bearing fruit that matters in eternity, we can't do that except being joined with him. Like it's absolutely, I want you to understand the supernatural miracle it is to actually care about people. Like, I'm not insane because I have taken on God's heart for you, but it is insane to week after week after week come up here and talk to people and hope they get it, but also deal and walk with the people who refuse to get it. And put, stand up here, be a target, stand up here, people uh, talk about you, stand up here, people don't want to listen to you, stand up here. Like like week after week after week and year after year for the rest of your life, make up your mind, that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life, right? Not everybody, you don't want to do this, okay? But I love it, I couldn't be doing nothing else because I've accepted and I've taken God's heart about uh, for, for you and for this
0: nation and for this city, But the secret sauce is you, souls, this fruit, your fruit.
1: But I couldn't come up here week after week unless I was joined to the vine. You know where burnout comes from? Because I'm doing the work of the Lord without being joined to the Lord. And I understand that, that Jesus takes breaks sometimes. <laughs> he didn't just take breaks in the physical. He took breaks. Sometimes Jesus let it. Okay, here's, here's a break. You ever, uh, you, you ever call on Jesus and sometimes you don't hear him? No? Or every time you talk to Jesus, you hear him? Now talk to me. Some of y'all look like I ain't never heard of him. I ain't never heard from him. I ain't never heard Jesus say nothing. That's not his problem. He talking right now. You think it's Terrence. You think it's Terrence. Let me tell you something. No, I hang out with Jesus, find out what he want to talk about, and I just get my lips. I get my voice, right? But this is him. I'm reading him right now. Live in me. I, that ain't, I ain't talking about me. That's him. He's talking, right? Make your home in me just as I do in you. And he says, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. My question to you, put your money aside, close your bank account, get rid of your house, your car, everything, friends, every, everything. Let me ask you, what are you left with that's valuable? That's the real question. What do you have that's valuable outside of monetary stuff? What do you have that's valuable? That if, you, if it was stripped away tonight, you didn't have your house, you didn't have your car, you didn't have. What do you have that you could wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm good? Where's your confidence lying in? If you went to work tomorrow and your, your boss was like, ah. your little key didn't work to get in, you're like, what's going on? It was like,
0: you're done here. We went bankrupt. What, what you got? What you got? Tell me what you got.
1: You don't have your spouse. Now, some people, the right answer is like, Jesus, right? We got Jesus, right? <laughs> I at least got Jesus. Let Jesus, you still with me? This <laughs> is a real question. Because it, it really answers what you put value in. Because, man, I don't care what I'm going through, man. When me and PJ get here and we step out, out here, I'm so full. When I leave here on Sundays, can't wait to get back Wednesday. So full. I have some very headache wisdom sessions. Well, I walk away from beat up, tired, but so full. Like, like there's a certain level of peace and freedom that I have because my life is totally surrendered to let Jesus live through me whenever he wants all day. Like, he, like I can confidently say 100% that he's at home with me and I'm at home with him. Now, you got to answer that honestly. It can't just be I'm saved. Are, are, are you at home with him and is he at home with you? Because if he's at home, especially it, in the home that he purchased. Then he got 24-7 access to you. There's no platform. There's no bathroom. There's no, no gym. There's no movie. There's, there's nowhere that he cannot interrupt or get your attention. Nowhere.
0: I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me
1: will forever be fruitful indeed. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except that he comes from me. I am the vine, you me. are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you. The relation, intimate and organic. Right, God, God like, like God really wants an organic relationship with you. Right, he doesn't want a manual. Is it is manual? I know he's a manual, but a manual, sh- like shift, you know what I'm saying? He's a manual, but he don't want a manual. You know, stick shift, first gear, just, we too shifty with God. We just shifty. God want to cruise with you and find a rhythm in your life. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Like 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 JT, breathe like 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 Bernadette. Like if if we understand these promises, He say when you are fruitful. I prune your back so you're going to go through some rough times. You're going to go through some pauses in your life. But it's not because I am taking, I'm pruning so I can add more. And you're like, wait a minute. Here, Here's, here's for somebody. You was like, wait a minute. We was like busy. We was, we was doing it. It felt like we had some momentum. What's the pause for? It's pruning, not pausing. If you know you've been faithful, then the pause has to be a prune. Therefore, in the pause or the pruning, I just sit back, equip myself, be patient because I got to get ready for what? More. I don't want abundance to find me in the last season I was in. For what God has come in your way, you deserve to have a pause. You got to be equipped. And sometimes the length of the pause speaks to the size of what's coming. Now, if you're pausing because you're disobedient, it ain't no whoop, whoop. But if you're doing what God has asked you to do, and listen, obedience does not mean no mistakes. So, so if I know I'm in the race, I'm in the rest, so I'm doing what God has asked me to do. He says, count it all joy knowing this. You're going to fall into some diverse temptation. You're going to fall into some rough times and patches in your life. But I can count it all joy. Why? Because I have been trouble found me faithful. My question to you when you say I'm in trouble, how did trouble find you? And let me help you. Going to church is a tiny, tiny part of faithfulness. That I wouldn't even say that. Going to church is a tiny part of it. As, as much Sunday is in the week, you got six other days. <laughs> if you're not applying what you got when you came to church, and if you're not being the church... If you're not standing the word on your own, if you're not loving your neighbors on your own, not just at church where you think you got to. Everybody kind of love each other at church. Everybody kind at church. Right. But who you really are on the inside is what come out your mouth when you get in a car. About that person. Right. Sometimes I be wanting to ask people, look, don't tell me the sifted out version of what you're telling me. I want, I want to know how you said it to your spouse. What would you say to your friends about me. That's the version I want. Right give me the King James version. Don't give me the TPT. Yeah. <laughs> I can handle the King James. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated. You can't produce a thing. Separated from him you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if if you make yourself at home with me, relax, chill, be content in him. And my words, say his words. Come on, say his words. When his word is at home. Right, when you're at home, you know how stuff works. Right? You got guests. You're like, ah, let me turn on the oven. We, we got to do it a certain way. Right? Let me work the TV. Let me put, because you got to hold the batteries like this when you turn on the TV. And so that's how we do it at home. Right? Everybody that live in that house know how all the janky stuff work. You understand what I'm saying? Right? Uh, um, um, so when God's word is at home, it means his word You work it. It lives in you, meaning it has the last say. Some of y'all maybe uh, ask for me in my house, we gonna serve the Lord. But in your house, you don't let the word have the final say. Let me help you. If the word don't have the final say in your house, you don't serve the Lord in your house. So whatever the word says about your situation... That's, that's what says it's at home or not. Is if the words say forgive, if you don't forgive, the word ain't at home. You can be sure that whatever whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. Why? Because when the word is at home, what comes out of my house is what he wants. Some of us be wondering, why I ain't hearing from God in a long time? Well, when's the last time you said something he want to say, he want to talk about? You got to understand everything he's put in motion is word activated. Not emotion activated. That's why he says the just shall live by faith. This is how my father shows who he is when you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. You didn't choose me. Let's get this straight. You didn't choose me. We got to stop being arrogant and so, so entitled as, as believers. It's almost like we threaten the church or threaten God. Like we doing him a favor, we come to church. <laughs> you didn't choose me. Remember that. That's what he says. I chose you. And I put you in the world to bear fruit. Why, why are you in the world? To bear fruit. Why are you in the world? To bear fruit. Come on. You looking for purpose? Why are you in the world? To bear fruit. Fruit that, oh, here, here, here's, here, here's the key to what kind of fruit. That won't spoil. Now, that's not just saying eternal fruit. That also speaks to your responsibility for the fruit. I was walking, now, now I'm done picking, I didn't pick no apples. People in my house picked apples off my tree at the house, okay? But, but there's a few apples left up there, no leaves or nothing. There's a few apples still still up there. But then there's a bunch of, bunch of apples on the ground that are rotten, right? That's a choice, though. It's not like I feel like bad. I don't feel bad. Like, that's a choice. There's deer that come and eat them like the, earth, the, the, the world, the, you know, creation won't handle that for us. <laughs> Right. It's, it's overflow. Right. We've had more than enough. We tired the apples. Let them do what it do. Nature will take its course. Squirrels is coming through. We're feeding creation. Sometimes I walk past the trees and I'll be like, this is what God wants for us. So he wants to provide for us and he wants us to have so much that it's beyond like we, we are not trying to hold on to nothing. We're actually able to walk away from stuff and be like, y'all can eat that. But it was stuff down there that was spoiled. Now that's the that's the farmer's responsibility to harvest. Right? So it's not just our job to get people to church. It's not just our job to check on somebody. Like we actually have what we're being counted for, what we have to give account to is not being fruitful. It's fruit that remains. So I'm able to go back home. And I'm able to hang out with Mission and Miles and Pastor Dame and like those all remain. And it's, it's not just my part. There's other people in the body of Christ who've contributed to the remaining. But the point is, is that let me ask you this. How many people have you either won to the Lord or you've contributed to their remaining? Can you, can you identify any of your fruit? i talking about people. I bet you can identify some bad fruit. But who, who this year, who have you won to Jesus or bare minimum? Who have you discipled? Who have you walked from
0: unstable to stable? That's a real question. You, you looking for purpose?
1: You waiting for somebody to call you back for a job? God ain't going to ask you to give, you his, give give him your, like, all the jobs you worked. Souls. We're not going to get to it tonight, but we're going to look at, there are rewards for soul winners. Who have you discipled? How many people have you led to Jesus? Do you know how to lead someone to Jesus? Are you in a place where you can commit to somebody other than a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Follow me. H- how about you single, so you can disciple some people without making you you get what I'm saying? Because discipleship, put that energy if you if you want a spouse or you want start sewing into somebody else's spouse. Help somebody else get ready to get married. help somebody else become a wife for whoever their husband going to be start sowing into somebody
0: <laughs> hallelujah as fruit bearers which i am Whatever you
1: ask the Father in relation to me, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me or in relation to my will or my mission. You see this. We wonder why sometimes prayers just kind of. I could be real honest. There's some stuff. There's some stuff that came into my life that was good and I can say I worked for it. God didn't bring it. He didn't bring it, because some, somewhere down the line, that, that relationship or that thing caused me trouble, right? Some stuff we call blessings. No, it's not really a blessing. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich. So in other words, there's different types of blessings, but the kind that God gives, it makes rich, adds no sorrow. There's no strings attached. There's no burden to it. It's just, it's, it's just
0: yours. He says, but remember the root
1: command, love one another. Matthew 10 says this, we are intimately linked in the harvest work. This is Jesus. We are intimately linked, intimately, intimately. We care about souls together, right? There should be an intimacy that we have the heart of Christ. If his word is in us and at home in us, then we care about what he cares about. You cannot be a believer and don't have time for what he cares about. So we are intimately linked in this harvest work, which means you don't, you're never unemployed. I'm trying to tell you the secret sauce, man. I'm trying to tell you the secret sauce. The secret sauce. We are equally linked in this harvest work. What does unemployed mean? You would say unemployment is I don't got a job, mean I don't got no work. We are intimately linked in this, this harvest work. The believer always has a job. He said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And then tax season came, and he said, you still with me? All right, cool. First fish you see. He didn't say the fish with the spots on it. Whatever is the first fish you see, go open his mouth. Tax is paid for you and me. Because if I called you, I'm responsible to take care of all your needs. According to my riches, because you trust me. Okay? Okay? 1 Corinthians 3, we are co-workers with God. We are co-workers with God, and you are God's cultivated garden, the house he is building. John 4, I have sent you out to harvest a field that you have implanted, where many others have labored long and hard before you, and now you are so privileged to profit. This this, this, This passage is so pregnant. Because first of all, he sent us into the harvest. You see us, we're we're working together. We're working together with him. This is a harvest. And we didn't plant it. There's been people laboring for decades. It's harvest time. There's people been praying for this city. It's time for the harvest. It's people been praying for revival for over 50 years. It's time for revival. Who's the people that's going to get the harvest? And now you're privileged to profit. You're privileged to benefit off of it. Abraham never saw it. We get the benefit off of it. (laughs) And now you are privileged to profit from their labors and reap the harvest. You get to reap the harvest from people who have sweated and bled. Like freedom is something that we are benefiting off of other people's People died for us to be free. We're benefiting off of that. Do you know how many people we owe aside from Jesus? So now you're privileged to profit. What a blessing. Psalm 107. He sends forth his word and heals them and rescues them from the pit.
0: All right.
1: Hey, uh, uh, can you stand up here? Can you stand up here?
0: All right.
1: I just go and sit right there so the people that streaming can see somebody. I'm going to change my sweater, but I'm going to keep preaching. He sends forth his word <laughs> and heals them and rescues them from the pit and destruction.
0: Hallelujah. Second Corinthians. Chapter. Does it sound? Starting. <laughs> need. Sweater off. So, if y'all can still hear me, Hallelujah. I'm so ghetto. Sometime. Thank you, Jesus.
1: He sends forth his word. Oh, sorry, hit you all in the head. And heals, did you preach? Come on, man. You got called. What happened? Hallelujah. He sends forth his word and heals them and rescues them from the pit and destruction. He sends forth his word. Okay. Okay. He sends forth his word. Now, now we're about to turn this corner here. We're about to turn this corner here. He sends his word. Right? The Bible says in John 1, uh, uh, the word became what? flesh so he sent his word to humanity to rescue us to heal us from the pit of destruction are you following me he sends his word now if you can go back to the beginning not you but but remember what I said it's very important that you understand how we're abiding in him and he's abiding in us and his word is in us and we're at home in him who am I that he wants me to be at home in him who am I that he wants his precious holy word, his infallible word, to be in me? Who am I that in the beginning he said, let us make man in our image, and I'm one of them. Now, I'm, not a, a, I'm not a moose. I'm not a giraffe. A cheetah. Right? Why you think? Come on, come on, come on. I word. for it. Why do you think I'm naming the animals? You got it. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. I'm a tonight. All right. Look. No, no, no. You, you got to
0: get this. We're one. This
1: all ties into sons and daughters. Won't you see this? Does it sound like now? Now I'm explaining that he sent his word. Now, now my question is: Has he stopped sending his word because he died? Yeah, he rose, but he's at the right hand. So we hear more than he hear. He at the right hand, we hear. But guess where he said we is? We at the right hand too. So where we at? No, no, but 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 you, yeah, I, I, I get it, right? We got the answers, but I'm saying is it is this word at home so when you say i'm at the right hand but is that reality at home not is it here it has to get here is it at home i'm healed is that word at home i'm a son and i'm a daughter but is that reality at home The Holy Spirit has come to to confirm and affirm our sonship and where is he? At home. Is the Holy Ghost a resident in your body, in your life? What I don't want to do is just be an amen church. But the word that we say an amen to ain't at home. Lips
0: serve me. Hearts serve me far from me ain't at home so he says he sends his word to heal to deliver
1: to set free i am a byproduct of the word that was sent to heal me now listen to this does it sound like we're patting ourselves on the back insisting on our credentials our degrees asserting our authority our accolades, holding up our bank statement. Well, we're not. Neither do we need letters of endorsement either to you or from you. You yourselves are all the endorsement we need, your very lives are a letter. That anyone can read by just looking at you. He sent his word to heal the world. He sent his word. Christ Himself wrote it. Not with ink, but with God's living spirit, not chiseled in the stone, but carved into human lives, and we publish it. We... Oh man, I'm trying to help y'all. He sent his word to heal. He sent his word to heal. I was made in his image. The word became flesh. He jumped into this flesh. The word became one with... The word became... Is the word at home with me? If the word is at home with me, then anything that I ask, the father will listen to and he will grant it because the word's at home. Therefore, out of the abundance of the heart, what's at home comes out my mouth. So what's at home, whatever I ask for... God will grant it, okay? So, if I'm one
0: with the word, and if he's still sending his word, in what form?
1: You think we just, we, this is why I'm standing on the corner reading the scripture, telling people they're going to hell, does not work. Because it's not a letter that he wrote. It's not him. It's not his heart.
0: It's not his love. It's not his compassion. He says, I'm a living epistle. We couldn't be more sure of ourselves in this
1: that you, written by Christ himself, written by Christ himself. I'm a story written by Christ himself, or our letter of recommendation. I'm a letter of recommendation. I am, what is a letter of recommendation? What is a letter of
0: recommendation? Yeah, right, right. He says, our letter of recommendation. When
1: people look at this letter of recommendation, it, 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 it's, it, it, your life suggests highly that Jesus works. Like he wrote you as a recommendation letter and sent you into the earth, and and he changed your life around. And what people see in your life, it should highly recommend that Jesus is the way, truth, and the life. Only God can write such a letter. Amen to that. His letter authorizes us to help carry out this new plan of action. The plan wasn't written out with ink on paper, with pages and pages of legal footnotes, killing your spirit. It's written with, the, with spirit on spirit, his life on our lives. You see, I just read so, uh, several scriptures where it's just like this intertwining of his life in my life. It is, it, is, it is not this fake thing. This is literally the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of the heaven and the earth is saying we are one. And it starts off with saying, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Their character, how they talk, how they walk, how they hope, how they look, how they create, how they gather, how they multiply, how they prophesy, how they speak, how they shift culture, how they shake things, how they challenge the status quo, how they speak the power from power.
0: So what's an epistle? Number one, it's a written message. It's a letter.
1: Look, I'm, 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 I'm not being arrogant when I say this, okay? So I hope you got ears to hear. I'm very important. Now, that's something you should say. Right? I drive like I'm important. That don't mean I lean to the side. That means I'll stay a little distance from a car in front of me because I know the devil trying to take me out. There's some places I just won't go because I am very aware of the anointing on my life and that the enemy would love to take me out. Right? There's certain choices I won't make because I understand that I'm very important to a lot of people. But more than anything, I'm more important to God. I understand there's some stuff that don't have to happen if we realize how important we was in this earth. Understand there's some jobs you will not get if that letter of recommendation does not go in. No, you got to you, you got to hear what I'm saying. This is not even arrogant. This isn't this isn't Jesus knew he was important. Jesus 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 told people who he was. Didn't you drink me, bro. You know, eat my flesh. I'm you, <laughs> this is good stuff right here. No, he told the woman at the well, I'm, I'm, I'm the water. You really won't. Right? This is aware. It's just being aware of who you are. And, and this is the point that I'm trying to get to you. If you was aware of who you are, there's some stuff you just won't think, you won't say, you won't do. There's some pieces of bait you won't buy. There's sometimes, look, can I help you? If you knew who you was, sometimes your heart wouldn't get broken. Who am I talking to? Some of y'all heart get broken too easy. That shouldn't happen. (laughs) That shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be so distraught because somebody left you for somebody else. If you knew who you was. Because if you knew who you was, you would know how valuable you was and you knew what was coming next was going to be better. It shouldn't be they left you. You should know what they left. If they knew, I didn't say you wouldn't be hurt. I'm talking about you wouldn't be distraught. Yeah. Right? You, you, you wouldn't call in to work. Now, understand, like, divorce and things, that would. You, there's a lot more on the line. But some of y'all just break up boyfriend girlfriend. You just, oh, it's over. Oh, my God. Who am I? I'm a, I'm a horrible person. I'm ugly. And I'm, not, oh, I should have never gave it up to him. You're right about that. All right, moving right along. A, a written message, a letter. I felt I was about to go, I was about to go down that <laughs> down that road. Look, a writing directed or sent to a person or a group of people. A writing, an epistle is a writing directed or sent to a person or a group of people. Man, if you if you show up to work tomorrow, knowing inside you'll live an epistle, don't go to work and be like, I'm a living epistle, y'all. <laughs> But if you walk up in the job tomorrow and just understand that you're a letter, you would carry yourself a little bit different because God, look, God's always gonna allow people to read you. It is not his responsibility to what they read. Usually an elegant and formal didactic
0: letter, elegant letter, prestigious. You know what I'm saying?
1: You're elegant. What God has done in your life is lavish. You was lost, now you, you know what I'm saying? Why I got to be physically blind and now see for it to be a miracle? To not know truth and then to know truth? Like, like to be in my drunk days where I was just like, ooh, gee, wally, wally, ooh, gee, bang, bang. Like I was just tore up. I was tore up, drunk, out of my mind, driving. Like to 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 know I lived in a state where that was okay. And then to get to a place where I'm like, what? Like I'm too. Like to be able to get on the other side to look back at the person that you used to be and be like, boy, who was that? And to come out healthy and good and have your life restored? You are a living, breathing, walking letter of God's goodness. That's what a a living epistle is. Means you are a living, breathing, walking letter of God's goodness, glory, and grace. Your life and business should be a testament of God's glory here on earth. That's why the song Sunday I'm a walking, talking, living, right. This is this what he's saying. This is what he's saying. No, 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 no. This is what he's saying. This is what he's saying. Y'all ready to turn, always ready to turn up, eh? (laughs) It's what he's saying. If I'm a living epistle, I'm a living, breathing, walking letter of God's goodness. Living epistle means made in his image and his likeness. How we speak and live is a part of how we reflect image and likeness. How we speak. Is one way that we see the Bible, it says the worlds were framed by the word of God. So, one way we reflect image and likeness is how we talk, how we communicate is a part of exercising authority. All right try to time this real good this is Ephesians 4 follow me follow me let no foul or polluting language nor evil word I'm not gonna stay on these okay I'm not gonna stay on these I'm just giving you proof okay I'm just letting you know it's in the Bible Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. What comes out of my mouth should contribute to progression. It's all about what? Progression. Little little plug. Check my boy out on... It's all about progress. So the words that come out of my mouth, right? We, me, uh, me, 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 JT. Uh, other day we was at his camp. We was battling. We, we was just out there playing. But it was the energy, like it was all good. It was all good, right? But we turned the energy up at the end of the at the end of the camp. At the end of the camp, you just feel the energy in the room. But the way it was left, though, you can see the kids. You can see the parents on the side, like, oh my god, they out here. They, but we're, we're letter though they didn't, they didn't hear no cuss word come on my they mouth they just seen competition they seen love at the end right it wasn't about how we was battling it was about how are they after the battle which is the true testament to our heart so you know how, what kind of witness that was to the players these young players coming up seeing competition don't got to be scary <laughs> right but it's a witness everywhere we go people are watching how you compete i'm gonna just testify just real quick right see i want to see all y'all at the game on friday 9 p.m this is why somebody dm me out the blue is the head coach at is it trinity western trinity western he said hey and long story short uh Interested me being the chaplain for the basketball team, right? So then, so then uh he connected me, he's like, cool, you you answer you good? Okay, cool. And then he he connected me with the uh athletic director. Athletic director then emailed me the first thing he said, looks like on on he said, it looks like he said, after looking at Love Quest International Church's page, it looks like uh uh Jesus and hoops are near and dear. All right, so for y'all that don't understand what I just said, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That this is a church that loves Jesus and basketball. Now look, now look, now, now look. You got to understand, you got to understand the witness, Hey, we want this chaplain, but let me go check out the church. Oh, when I go to their page, they out here. We got like 18 people coming to foundations on Saturday. Six of them are students from Trinity Western. No, but 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 Judah go to Trinity Western. What is it? Lydia go to Trinity Western, right? Their witness matters. So clearly their witness is working because these students hit us up on the DM and said, hey, we can't afford to get there every Sunday. And our church responded and been giving them rides every Sunday. Now they're like, no, we want to be a part of the church. Right? These letters, what are people reading? You got to understand what God man, 2024 is about to be absolutely the year to take over. Like it's about to be so explosive. I feel like we have something to offer this region and the culture, something very special that can be like impact in a very tremendous way. But we have to get this stuff. How we talk, everywhere we go. One of the main things I hear, one one new lady came the other day, first time that our church came to the women's ministry thing. And she told my she told my wife, uh, she said, uh, I saw, I saw the name of the church, and I was wondering if it was going to live up to its name. And it does. Amen. Right? No, but th- th- I remember the Lord gave, gave me the name a long time ago. And it was like, no, what, don't be—like, that's a scary name to call a church. First of all, they think you doing drugs, or, or, and you just allow anything and everything because it's love. You don't know how many people I've had, church folks, religious folks— Question me about the name Love Quest. What kind of church is that? Wait a minute, God is love. Why you would you mean what kind of church is that? (laughs) Anyways, pray for your boy. It says, as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing to give grace, God's favor to those who hear the words that come out of your mouth. And do not grieve the how do you grieve the Holy Ghost? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by your conversation.
0: We almost done. Do not
1: offend or vex or sadden him. Conduct yourself, Colossians 4 says, with wisdom in your interactions with outsiders. Conduct yourself. Make the most of each opportunity, treating it as something precious. Every opportunity you have with a non-believer, it says, yourself with wisdom in your interactions. In your interactions. Do you guys got businesses? Your interactions count, not just to close the deal. There might be that client that you might need to give a deal to because you hear from God that he has a long-term plan to get them saved. Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt. Let your speech be seasoned with salt. A speech and a conversation that preserves life. So that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. You see this? He says, let your speech be seasoned with salt so you know how to answer. So it didn't say while you speak. It says before you speak, make sure your, your tongue, your speech, your heart is seasoned with salt. So when you do open your mouth, what comes out Preserves. Use your heads as you live and work among outsiders. Use your head. Think. Don't just be in the world and not be thinking you're in the world. You're in the world. You're a believer. You're a letter in the world. You think Jesus was ever not mindful. He was in the world. Don't miss a trick. Make the most of every opportunity. Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in your conversation. Not put them down, not cut them out. Sometimes I have to be mindful when I'm talking to some of y'all after service and I see this person that don't know how to approach, but they want to say hello because they've been impacted. And what we do after service, we so locked in to the people we know that we don't see this person over here who struggles with shyness or depression or fear or or social anxiety. No, no, no. How do I include everyone without having to necessarily engage everyone? See, I know you, so you shouldn't take it disrespectful if I pause and say, I'm going to be right with you. What's your name? God, man, I'll be right back in a second. And when you see me and I know you and we do life together, it should be, Pastor, go ahead and talk to them. I'll talk to you later. Not what they want. (laughs) That's what the disciples did. They was like, this woman is too loud, Jesus.
0: Tell her to shut up. And then it just be some rude. I'm going to deal
1: with this right now. Then it be some rude church folks, JT. Just think, because they know me, I'm talking to somebody, and they just, excuse me, I'm just getting out of here. Pastor, I love you. Next time, I'm going to ignore you. I'm full-blown conversation. They're like, excuse me, Pastor T. Can I get a hug? God bless you. I love you. I'm sorry. You have a good day. Nope. I'm turning. I'm turning. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can wait. Because you don't even understand that your waiting shows support. It can't be about let me get my hug. Let me get seen. Let me say hello. No, no, no. Oh, he's working on the soul. Let me stand here and pray. You don't know what I'm talking to this person about. All you're thinking about is your hug. If you got to go, go. But never interrupt a moment when I'm trying to communicate with somebody and you don't know what they're talking about. Either intercede or go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, what 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 am I doing? We're trying to get ready for the harvest. We're trying to get ready for God to send people. And I'm telling you, people coming out of the world, they will get offended quick. Make it make it make it your duty to make him known. Let, let every word you speak be drenched with grace. This this the next, there we go, drenched with grace. Walk in wisdom of God as you live before unbelievers and make it your duty to make him known. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. Proverbs 15, respond gently when you are confronted and you'll diffuse the rage of another. Responding with sharp, cutting words will only make it worse. Don't you know that being angry can ruin the testimony of even the wisest men? When wisdom speaks, understanding becomes attractive. When wisdom speaks, understanding becomes attractive. Attractive. When we speak strategically and with emotional intelligence, people want to know more. But the words of the fool make their ignorance look laughable. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, and he takes note of everything that happens. He watches over his lovers, and he also sees the wickedness of the wicked. Let me give you some more. When you speak healing words, you offer other fruit from the tree of life. Others' fruit. You, when you speak healing words, you offer fruit. But unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. See, you got to be mindful when God has put you in a position to speak life over politics, life over a situation. Maybe there's certain people you could talk politics with and kind of just go in, but there's some people that when you're speaking negative, it produces fear and more anger. Do you know your audience? But unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words. Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words. It didn't say nothing's more beautiful than watering down the word. It says speaking be- The word of God is beautiful. It's life-giving. For they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirits. My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Take this to heart. What does take this to heart mean? Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and be slow to become angry. For humor, human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. He say, he he, he say, but quick to listen, quick to listen. So when people come here, maybe we should hear about what they do instead of rattling off who Love Quest is. Welcome to Love Quest, where we, where we mobilize. We quit. They don't know nothing about no mobilize. Right? We love here, man. Our music is amazing. They they know we they was here. Do you know their name? How can I have that five minutes with somebody and... Make an impact. Man, I'll be all I'll be so tired after preaching, but I'll move through this room and each person I will look in their eyes. Sometimes I don't even understand what they're saying. (laughs) It's all nations. Sometimes I'm like, hallelujah. See? Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Yeah. 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 All right, heater, please. And be slow to become angry. Slow, like slow. He didn't say don't become angry. He just said slow down. Slow down. Just be quick tempered. Think about it. Think about it. Okay? So this is why we abandon everything morally impure in all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word. There's word again. Which has been implanted within our nature. His word is a part of our nature, for the word of life has power to continually deliver us. Words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk, good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose either one. Sharing words of wisdom is satisfying to your inner being. It encourages you to know that you've changed someone else's life. Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. So the abundance of your words, you will produce fruit. A man's stomach will be satisfied with fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequence of his words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Your words have consequences. So may the words of my mouth, my meditation thoughts, and every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing acceptable before your eyes you can read the rest the bible says
0: that love thinks the best
1: so it is our duty to get our what how we think about people their motives and all those things right
0: because only love thoughts please god
1: i can have boundaries i cannot fool with you and still think highly of you oh you you a rotten thief you 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 are toxic but you are fearfully and wonderfully made right i can know but I don't necessarily have to think of you. I can see you as. You don't know how many people I've hugged, counseled, and they have. You know how many of you are sitting there at the table counseling, and they had the audacity to, to raise themselves up at my wife. I'm talking about back here in this. I'm talking about men's. That go to that. You know what I'm saying? It be going down. Back Back there. Right? So you gotta understand. And I'll sit there, and I'm like, oh, hey, 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 bro, calm down. You ain't gonna talk to my wife like that. Cause I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't you don't, you don't, you get what I'm saying.
0: Okay. And we finish the session. Yeah, hug him at the end. See him on Sunday.
1: And y'all don't even know. I'm just because I love, right? So I see, I see how much a fool you is right now. But man, the Lord wants to use you. Now, think of Jesus on the cross. Think of Jesus. He brought in Judas. But he had had boundaries. Right? He knew the adulterous woman was an adulteress. But if his meditation of his heart towards her was adulterous like it was the religious, then he could not stand in the gap for her. If we can see who God's created people to be versus their circumstances now, they don't have to change for you to see who they're called to be. The meditation of your heart towards humanity is your responsibility. I'll leave you with some of this, some of this good. I was going to read, uh, next week we're going to come back and we're going to look at this skillful, skillful teacher Call Jesus, and see how he communicated. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some homework. So when we read through, you would have read through, and I'm going to give you the points. Okay, I'm going to give you these points. So I told you two weeks ago I was in the States at my buddy's uh, installation service, and the man gave a masterful message. I stole some of his stuff, and um, um, but it's the word, so if it was something else then it is but i'm I, I can i could do that because i i don't just be still i don't preach people's messages i could never do that I means people people stand up every sunday and preach somebody's message and and messages are out there for people to to do that that's not a bad thing it's just different different gift sets okay but as a part of my study um I thought that you know I'll add my own sauce to it, but it was it was really plain and simple, and I don't wanna I don't wanna. It's no no re- reason to redo it. Um, so what's gonna happen next week? We're gonna we're going to dissect John four. We're gonna look at Jesus, the woman at the well. So it's your job throughout the week. Start with the woman at the well. Read all the way through to his conversation uh, with the disciples, and when the village comes and returns, and he says, man, the harvest is right there. I want you to read all of that. And I want you to meditate on that, dissect it, um, and then you're going to take these points I'm about to give you about Jesus and about what it looks like to be a good witness. Um, And we're going to break these down next week. But number one, what Jesus did was he initiated contact, right? Right? We, we must initiate contact with the world. Jesus was tired and thirsty, and he paused at a well, sat with a woman he had no business sitting with. Okay? This woman, you remember Gomer? This woman had some rumor about her as well, okay? She had some rumor about her, right? She had five husbands. We're going to look at that. We're going to look at that. But number one, Jesus initiated the contact next week we're going to read and we'll see we're going to see the story but he initiated the contact does the world see us as an option does the world see the church as an option this is in the context of being a relevant church right Jesus was all about relevance we see it at the well he didn't talk to her about theology. He talked to her that like he got to that, but he talked to her about water. He talked to her about a need she had. Initiate the contact. Number two, he noticed the need. Jesus didn't talk theology. He talked need. He invested energy and interest. He invested time in talking about what she needed and what she cared about at the moment. They both were thirsty. Find a point of relation or relativity than uh, 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 a sin
0: issue. Well, what can I pray with you about? Notice the need.
1: Number three, Jesus was willing to violate the norm.
0: The message is sacred, not the method.
1: Oh, we don't need, I'm not compromising the message, but the method to reach people. Relevance was important to Jesus. Impact takes breaking
0: the traditions. willing to violate the norm right you might be out for your jog
1: are you willing are you so you ready to make break that record and you
0: can't stop but what if you see a need number four kindness he chose over
1: condemnation How long, I want you to think about it, how long had it been since this woman had someone and talked to her like she was a regular human being? Not a woman who had five husbands. This is why we're going to look at it and break it down next week. How long had it been since someone hugged her, spoke life into her, and looked at her with some dignity? Had a conversation with her? Not a ugh. You ready for this? Tolerance is not a fruit of the spirit. Jesus did not tolerate her. Hating sin and loving people is a tension we must master. Here's the real question. Will the kindness stop when people reveal their true selves? Because, oh, we sing the song to them. We give them cookies at the cafe, and then once we start serving with them, and they reveal reveal something, we start gossiping, we start clicking up. Oh, but we got them in the boat. We got them in the boat. Kindness over condemnation. Kindness invites engagement. It went from, I want you to see, read it this week. This blew my mind when he mentioned this. The conversation went from he he was a Jew. These words came out of her mouth. To sir, to prophet, to Messiah. These are the things she called him from the beginning of their conversation to the end of their conversation. He went from Jew to Messiah. He found a way to affirm her in her attempt to be honest. Remember, she was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I what do he say? I, I am, I, I have been married or am married. He's like, no, 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 no. You, you got one now, but you've had five. She was trying to be honest, but she kept out some information. It's like, uh, it, uh, uh, I wrote it down. It's an investigative tactic. You know, you watch some like First 48 or something. When someone comes in and they tell a part of the truth, because they're trying to gain trust, they'll say, thank you for telling me that. But you know there's more. They'll, they'll, they'll honor them for the little bit of truth they told because they're playing the long game. They won't cut them out or cut them off because they cut out truth. You're finding something to affirm them. Building trust so the truth can be presented. Jesus next offered her water, but not a watered-down message. He was willing to talk to her about real issues. Ministry moves at the pace of relationship. And without relationship, resistance raises high. Trying to give it straight, but having no relationship. It's what I tell directors, build relationship. Don't just build your team off instructions. She allowed Jesus to be confrontational with her. Jesus just met the woman and called her out, then got her saved. That ain't going to work out here. You're not just going to call nobody out. But he was kind to her. He was strategic with her. Confrontation and kindness goes hand in
0: hand. Jesus took her from mistress to missionary.
1: I want you, when you read this week, he says, she left her water jar. How do you know she was changed? She went to get water, and she left her water jug because she was so excited to go tell people she encountered Jesus. Right? People have vices and crutches, but when they encounter Jesus, they forget about the crutches. They forget about their cigarettes. They forget about their joints. They forget about their sips. But now her mind's on Jesus, the living water. The other reason, the other proof, she went back to town with the living water. Excited, full of joy, and confident. Now, I love this joke the man said. It was pretty cool. She goes back to town to tell the same people that knew she'd been married five times. And she says, I met a man. So can you imagine? I met a man. And all kinds of people are like, again, what's his name now? But so do you know how convincing she had to be to get them to follow her back to Jesus? Her life was changed like that, off of a conversation. So next week, we're going to dive into uh, conversation. We're going to dive into emotional intelligence. We're going to dive into listening. How to skillfully listen, not just skillfully talk. When is a good time to interject and to say what? How do I start off a conversation? How do I end it? Not every conversation should end or needs to end. What can I pray for you? If you don't offer prayer, it doesn't mean you missed the mark or you don't love Jesus. Is this person in my life for just this moment? Am I here to be the waterer? Am I here to plant a seed? Is this someone who's never heard about Jesus? How do I get to that information? How do I I identify ripe fruit, low-hanging fruit? Nicodemus was low-hanging fruit. He came in the night asking Jesus, hey, 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 I want to... Right, there's people who came to Jesus, I want to follow you. Late in the midnight hour, what do I need to do to be saved? Low-hanging fruit. But are you even listening for when someone is saying, man, help me? So we want to go after low-hanging fruit. People whose heart is ripe and ready and just waiting for the invitation, waiting for a relationship. And my question to you, as you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life in this season and how busy you're going to get. Are you carving out time to make sure you equipped and prepared to be used by God? What about time for you? Your health? What about reading time? What about gym time? What about meditation time? What about study time? What about doing homework time? Or is it just money time? And then wherever you work, question is is God at home? Can he use you at work? Well, we can't say nothing about Jesus at work. Who said you got to talk about Jesus at work? You're a letter. Your life should read Jesus. Or do you have, or do you not want, are you as expressive about not wanting to be at work as your coworkers? Are you talking about the boss with your coworkers? workers or are you
0: the light? Are people asking you why you don't never say nothing in the meetings? Right? I'm
1: telling you, wherever you go, man, the secret sauce, I'm telling you. I'm trying to tell you. This is such, it, it can be such an impactful, meaningful life and bring so much purpose to your life. The question to you is, no matter what career you're in, Can you give your entire life to Jesus to use it? I promise you, if you become available, he will bring people to you. He will set them right in front of you. Jesus just went to get some water, and he encountered, like God will set up the meetings. But will you be ready? And will you know what what, what fruit to walk away from? Because not every person you're to witness to. But you're to be a witness at all times.
0: Is there any questions? I'll take three. And I'm cool with none. Awesome. So next week we'll start off. And
1: we'll conversate at the table about your homework, John 4, and these points. And then at the end of service, we're going to have a conversation. And we're going to test our conversation. And we're going to be strategic. If If you had two minutes with the woman at the well, what would you say? Lift your hands up right where you are. And just say, I'm a witness. I'm an open letter. Written by Jesus Christ. My life belongs to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, use me. Teach me how to be an effective witness. Teach me how to be skillful with my words. Teach me how to love under pressure. Teach me How to love my enemies. Teach me. Teach me how to walk like Jesus in 2023. In Jesus' name. Say, I am a breakthrough believer. And whenever I walk into the room, because Jesus is with me, we always make a difference. I will let my light shine in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is with me. The word is in me, at home, in Jesus' name. The orphan spirit does not have power in my life, but I am a son and a daughter of the Most High God, in Jesus' name. I am anointed to go, to be, and to do good, in Jesus' name. The glory of the Lord is upon me and it shines around me. The favor of the Lord surrounds me like a shield. Favor follows me wherever I go, in Jesus' name. I make impact wherever I go, in Jesus' name, amen. Give your neighbor a high five, say you something special. We'll close. Listen up. We'll close by doing this. Put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. And for the next 60 seconds, I just want you to prophesy over them. Speak life, speak love, and speak truth. Speak life, speak love, and speak truth. Speak life, speak love, and speak truth. Uh. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at lovequestintlchurch. I-N-T-L Church. We out here. But you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, get your love fixed, man.